Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Yesterday, we moved from verse 2 of Genesis chapter 4 on to verses 3 and following of this same chapter in our ongoing series, God and Cain. And we noticed that the two brothers, Cain and Abel, moved seamlessly from work to worship. In Genesis 4 verse 2, we read that Abel was a keeper of flocks, but Cain was a teller of the ground. There are the two occupations. This was their work. We have a shepherd and an agriculturalist. And in Genesis 4, verses 3 and 4, we read, So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. Abel, on his part, also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat portions. This was their worship. Work and worship was part of the lives of both Cain and Abel, as it was for their parents, Adam and Eve, as this is for most of us listening today. We work and we worship God. We worship God and we work. And hopefully the two go very close together. We worship the Lord God as we work. Or we worship God with our work. How is that going for you today? As Christians, is God being honored by the work that we do and in the way we do it? That's a direct and hard-hitting question. I ask it of myself. Think of it this way, will our colleagues, the people we work with every day, say that, oh yes, he loves Jesus? Most definitely, she is a devout Christian, and it shows in the good work they do. These are my best employees. These are my most productive colleagues. Is this the kind of thing that can be said about us? According to the Bible, it can be said of both Cain and Abel that they worked and that they worshipped. But the question is, was their worship acceptable to God? As we enter verses 3 through 5 of Genesis 4, this is the big question before us. What kind of worship is pleasing and acceptable to God? And here is the full text of Scripture. Give ear now to God's word to you. I'm reading in Genesis 4, verses 3 through 5. So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. Abel, on his part, also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and for his offering, but for Cain and for his offering, the Lord had no regard. So Cain became very angry, and his countenance fell. Here we have two brothers, two offerings, and two different responses from the Lord. And what we find is that the kind of worship God finds pleasing and acceptable is the kind Abel offers God. The kind of worship God finds displeasing and unacceptable is the kind Cain offers God. You and I want to be like Abel. You and I do not want to be like Cain. Then, throughout the Bible, always the kind of worship that God finds pleasing and acceptable is the same kind Abel gives to God. 
and throughout the Bible always, the kind of worship God finds displeasing and unacceptable is the kind Cain gave to God. So that verses 3 through 5 are foundational for us to understand all of the Bible and who God is in this regard, what he finds acceptable in our worship. That lays out for us, in summary, what we're going to find out. But to do that, let's get digging, going deep down into this rich and multi-layered text. For some reason, what I just said reminds me of a tasty chocolate cake. Ooh, I am hungry. Perhaps you also like chocolate cake? I prefer mine smooth and creamy. Moist. It must be moist. I like a little frosting, not too thick, and in layers. So the cake is covered in frosting, of course. Then comes a layer of cake, then a layer of frosting, and more cake. The knife cuts through it like a hot knife through butter. And no nuts, absolutely no nuts anywhere near my cake. And in we go with our forks. I'll take a coffee on the side with mine. What about you? What's that you say? How about we add a scoop of vanilla ice cream? Awesome. You got it. I'll make it two scoops. These verses are a much better and more important version of that chocolate cake. But these verses are also tasty, smooth, and creamy. They're rich and multi-layered. Of course, unlike that cake, these verses are also very, very healthy. But you get the point. And now we all want cake, right? Well, maybe you can whip one up tonight. You have my address. But I'm just kidding. There's no need to send me any. My doctor will not be very happy with you. All right, as we dig into the Bible, listen again to the opening phrase in verse 3. So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord. Let's first talk about this word, offering. We have it again in verse 4 regarding Abel's offering. What is an offering? Well, the Hebrew word means a gift, a tribute, and an offering. We can say simply that each brother brought a gift to God. Here, I think we need to be very careful not to read back into Genesis 4 the later offerings that we read about in the Mosaic Law, such as in the book of Leviticus. If you know your Bible well, it can be tempting to assume some things about what these men were doing here because you see this through the lenses of later developments in the Old Testament. It is valuable to note that at this point in the Scripture, God has not told us that he specifically commanded this giving of an offering to him. Whereas in the Mosaic Law, God does tell us in great detail what he expects in an offering or in a sacrifice. The way the text reads, it is likely not the first time Cain and Abel uh, brought an offering to the Lord. And as their father Adam passed down their work to them, could it have been that bringing offerings to God was something else Adam taught the boys to do? Could it be that these offerings were made spontaneously out of the love that this family had for holy God, out of the gratitude building in their hearts to the Lord? Here come Cain and Abel with their respective offerings. 
It is certainly true that Adam, Eve, Cain, and Abel had much to be thankful for. Adam and Eve knew of life before their sin and now life after their sin, and they would be grateful to the Lord God just for allowing them to live. God's promise was that they should die if they ate of the forbidden tree, and they die spiritually the moment they ate, and they did die physically in due course, so God kept his promise. But there is this initial grace period in which the family is multiplying and Adam and Eve are blessed with a growing family. This comes under the mercy of God and would have given ample reasons for them to spontaneously praise the Lord, bringing him gifts. And this is before the law is given from God to Moses and on to the people. So be careful about reading back into Genesis facts from Exodus Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. However, while I caution us against putting the Mosaic law on top of Genesis 4, the phrase, so it came about in the course of time, can, of course, point to a specific time and even place, and certainly a specific command on what kind of offering God required from Cain and Abel. That is, even though God does not tell us that he commanded this offering, he most likely did reveal to these first people what he required in their gifts. The Lord God had set up a regular, expected time for the offering. And I say this for the following two reasons. First, in Hebrew, so it came about in the course of time, is literally at the end of days. At the end of days. And we can reasonably, I think, take this to mean at the end of the days of the week. As God worked for six days and then rested on the seventh day, so too Cain and Abel worked for six days and then worshipped God on the seventh day by bringing to the Lord their offerings, their gifts. These men participated in the Sabbath day. They had a Sabbath with the Lord in Genesis 4. Second, there is a passage all the way over in the New Testament book of Hebrews that refers specifically to Cain and Abel's gifts and contrasts them. It is Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 4, Hebrews 11.4, and I'm going to teach that text coming up, so I will not turn there now. But I mention it to say this, Hebrews 11 verse 4 definitely indicates that God revealed to Cain and Abel an appointed time and place, and most especially the appointed way to present their offerings to God. God had commanded this. So that if we bring in Hebrews 11 verse 4 and work it in concert with Genesis 4, we will find that God had revealed something to Cain and Abel about their offering. And we'll be taking a look at that verse next week. Think of what I am saying this way. Do not put the Mosaic law on top of Genesis 4, but do put Hebrews 11 verse 4 on top of Genesis 4. 
Genesis 4 demands that we interpret and apply Hebrews 11. Does that make sense? Well, stick with us. We'll learn a lot more. And if you do, I believe all of this will come together clearly. And we will continue this tomorrow when you join me for God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.